Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today, we have a special guest in Jesse Burrell from Batch Services. Um, we don't often have people from the, the services side of real estate. You know, we're all out there, we're buying real estate, we're, we're finding good deals. But it all starts with the data, with reaching out, getting in contact with those owners. And Batch, that's what they do. They are masters at it. I've used them in the past, I love them. So I'm super excited to have Jesse on here and talk about the data side of things. So Jesse, thank you very much for hopping on the show. Gabe, thanks so much for having us. So much for having me, and yeah, uh, I'm excited to get into it and be able to give a little value here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I told you right before we got on here, we like to start with stories. Uh, we like to hear how people got to where they are. So why don't you take us back to the beginning, before batch, before all the real estate, and uh, tell me how you how you got to where you are today. Yeah, and I know this is a shorter length uh, podcast, so I will make it quick. But in 2014, I was working at a restaurant and uh, I was a server. I had a friend named Danielle. She was a bartender. She started working, in, I think, 2013 for a California real estate investor that came out here and started buying real estate to flip and hold in Arizona. Mm. She loved it. We were friends and uh, I was just finishing up college and figuring out kind of my next play. And she's just like, Hey, do you want to come help us rent out places for stuff we buy and help find uh, properties for Nick to flip? And I was like, sounds cool. I'll try it. So my role ended up actually uh, morphing into before there's Airbnb or anything like that. We actually created a couple of his nice houses in Scottsdale to be vacation rentals. So I managed those, booked them had to do it on Craigslist. Like, so there was a lot of vetting, school, super man. sketchy. <laughs> uh, and then the other side of it was I was basically a uh, acquisition rep. I was going and looking for uh, properties at that time. You could still wholesaling and off market wasn't what it is today, but I could find pre foreclosures. I could find short sales. There was a couple online platforms, uh, HubZoo and a few other places to where I'd scour every week to see if there's something we could buy. And I was basically just putting stuff under contract. And I really got to learn a lot because they let me go walk the properties with the contractors because they wanted me to understand the rehab budgets and mm. being able to spec that out. So I'd basically be bringing um, you know, property analysis on things. I was just being like, okay, here's our purchase price. Here's our uh, rehab costs. Here's our exit price. And here's our ROI. So I basically spent my first year of real estate uh, kind of being a a true acquisition rep on the the whole process of of doing a lot of those things. And it really created the foundation for me to be successful once I uh, went off market and started wholesaling and then also started flipping myself because knowing how to underwrite and analyze a property is so important, especially uh, if you're a wholesaler. Like You need to know where to get it at to make sure you can make money on it. And it helps you talk to your buyers much better of being like, all right, this is what I could sell it to you for. This is what I think the cost is going to be, so on and so forth. So it was something I never knew that was going to be such a big deal because I, I made like 40 grand and found this guy a bunch of properties. But what it taught me and the foundation it laid was very vital to my success later on. 
Yeah, absolutely. Being able to, um, you know, meet someone and learn from someone who already has success is so crucial. And I, I didn't have that when I first started. I wish I did. And anybody out there who wants to get started, I'm always like, go find somebody, do something for them and just watch what they're doing. Because seeing a good operation run will give you more more of a leg up than anything anything else you could do in uh, in real estate. So sounds like you got a good start. You got to learn from somebody who was doing it. You got your hands dirty. Um, from that point, where where did Batch come into play? It sounds like you were you're out there, you're doing wholesales, you're doing flips, you uh, decided to go on your own, you started doing that for yourself. At what point right. did you start to get into the data side of things? Yeah. So basically went out on my own in 2014 to 2018, built um, a little operation. There's about seven, not little, but there's seven of us, um, acquisitions, dispositions, a couple marketing people. Um, I did about five or 600 wholesale deals in those four years wow. uh, in about 30 flips a year. Um, yeah, like 25, I probably averaged closing like two a month, but it was uh, I had two partners at first, then um, we split up and then I went out on my own. So there's during that four years, I kind of jumbled that all together. Uh, they started dating. They're now married. They're still great friends. But <laughs> Your partners start dating. That's, uh, that's rough. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was tough. Out. <laughs> but they're married and I love them and that's they're good. killing it. And um, batch wouldn't happen if I were, were still with them. So everything happens for a reason. They're in their lane. I'm in mine. But basically what happened was I went to a mastermind, uh, a big one here in Phoenix that was invitation only with uh, Brent Daniels, Pace Morby, Jamil mm. Damji, my now partners, Annie and Evo, Brandon Simmons, Cody Sperber. And that's where I actually met Annie and Evo. And we kept talking about not liking a lot of the uh, technology solutions um, at that time that you had to offer and streamline your real estate businesses. So we basically started with skip tracing. Where can we find the best data to call our text? That, that was our first problem we we're trying to solve. So we went there tested a bunch of different data, started working with uh, data providers, and then created a business out of that. Now it's much different to where we have proprietary algorithms and we're aggregating and doing all this crazy stuff to make sure that we have uh, you know, the best skip tracing out there. But it just really started with finding the best and then basically wholesaling it at that time was we would get it for X and sell it for Y. Uh, and then from there, we're like, well, all these people want these numbers. Well, don't they need lists? Uh, don't they need a place to store their data? And and then, okay, well, now they need to call. Now they need a text. And and batch, you know, that's kind of how batch Real leads came about kind of, and, yeah. and batch dialer. But we just kind of started vertically integrating to try and create an ecosystem and make it easy as possible for people that are doing real estate investing to have a one-stop shop to really go do all these things and do it in the most efficient way. And that's really where it came from. And it got to a really tough point in 2020, I think, uh, right before COVID, which is weird, which I regret now because like right when COVID hit, everyone's like, oh no. And then and then it went crazy. But we had to make that decision. Are we going to compete against our customer or serve our customer? And we decided really to completely focus on making sure we're building these technologies and really being able to help and pour into the people that are using our product. So uh, more of a passive investor now, but we buy a little multifamily. We own our headquarter commercial building, which is an uh, eight-figure building. And we also um, don't do a ton of flipping anymore. We're really trying to stay hyper-focused on serving our customer because 
we have over 250 employees now. There's a lot of shit going on. And um, if, if you have too many businesses, you can't grow one to be big. And we're trying to focus to make sure we're pouring into to this place and continue to grow it and make sure our employees are, you know, getting what they need from us and, and all that good stuff. Nice, man. Yeah, we always talk about here on the podcast, we talk about laser focus, about focusing in, choosing what you're good at. Sounds like you guys have nailed that to the T. Um, and I, as I said before, I've used you guys. I have been using you guys for a long time now. Um, I've used all the other data providers too. And I just, I really like your guys' platform. My VA uses Batch Dialer. Um, they really like it. The The way that the predictive dialing, all that stuff that it does, it's, uh, it's really quality. So I love what you guys have built. Um, Thank you. <clears throat> So let's talk, let's kind of hone in on, uh, on the data side of things, which was, this was a longer form podcast, but I want to get some, some quick gems out of you before we go into the, to the final round there, um, on data first, tell people skip tracing that is, um, give an overview of what skip tracing is, how it works and, uh, and why, you know, somebody who doesn't market for themselves, uh, why they want to do it. Yeah. So skip tracing is. It, it's weird how it came a real estate industry term, but what it basically is, is um, you're trying to get a co- the contact information, phone number and email uh, for a property owner that you may want to reach out to. It's, it's literally that simple. Um, and especially when people are calling or texting, uh, you hire people to do this for you. You want to make sure that you have the best data, especially in skip tracing, because you do not want to be wasting your people's time. You want them to be as efficient as possible. That's why we've continued to uplift and improve to make sure that we're giving the industry's best uh, phone numbers and emails. So people, you'll tend to hear me continue to go back to efficiency, 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 is we build everything to make sure that your business can be more efficient and we're more efficient than our competition. And at the end of the day, it's it's really just, hey, I have identified this property. I want to get in contact with them. That's That's what skip tracing is. Yep. Um, and so one thing that I've found with my own data, so I, you know, we market for mobile home RV parks, self-storage facilities. That's our, that's our bread and butter. Um, and the thing that I've found with my data that I keep like trying to go back and forth and what the best balance is, is, uh, how often to skip trace the data. Cause you know, properties change hands. Um, and, Sometimes I'll be calling a property and they'll say, Oh, I already sold this property. And then I'm like, Well, should I just re skip trace the entire list? Should I just skip trace these individual properties that uh, I'm reaching out to? So, from a data perspective, how often do you, do you see a list becoming stale? Um, say I got a list of a thousand self storage facilities. I skip traced it beginning, you know, January 1st, 2023. When when do you think that data is now considered stale and needs to be refreshed um, from a skip trace perspective? Well, that's where you could that's where batch leads is going to be effective because you could you could see what's sold, you know, in your property data. Go in there, scrub that out, and you could rescript trace those phone numbers. So people think stales. People just don't know how to actually manage their data. Uh hmm. we're actually cr- trying to create or working on creating um uh a more sophisticated tool. It's going to be a more expensive product, but it's able to crawl into investor CRMs um, and literally live monitor what's went active, what's what pending, what sold. So we could not, don't think just your lead generation, think what's actually in your CRM. So for people that want to 
be more efficient with you know their sales reps and stuff. If something went pending or active or sold, you want that out of your CRM that deal killed. Now we could, and what we're also going to do is create flags and filters. So what's inside your CRM? What if something just went vacant? Wouldn't you want your sales rep to call them immediately? What if something went into pre-foreclosure? What if someone just got on the tax default list? What if blah, blah, blah. So we're actually creating a new product that's that hasn't been solved inside of, we've got the lead generation down to where you can manage that side of your business and that side of your CRM. But like actual leads that you already have, no one solved that problem. And it's a really shitty manual process that they're having employees do. I could actually create a solution that's in real time and will cost you less money, be more effective and help your sales reps, you know, bubble up some of these older leads that aren't hot anymore and give a reason to call these people. So that's something that we're working on that should be out uh, the beginning of next year. Hmm. That's Yeah, that sounds super useful. Um, right now we use Monday for our, uh, our CRM system. Um, mm-hmm. And then we use batch batch skip trace to get the data and then batch dialer to do the outbound. Um, so you guys are talking about creating kind of an overall CRM that connects into all the different uh, tools. We would, you- we would crawl into your CRM. So we would go into Monday and, and manage the data in there. So mm-hmm. we would, we would give you insights. Hey, this sold, you want to kill this deal. Hey, this just went into pre foreclosure. So you could actually have your sales reps and sequence in like, Hey, this just bubbled up. You better call them. This went vacant and this went tax default. This went pre foreclosure. Oh, this okay. went this. So think of like you having to like, is my like w- making sure that your like your actual leads that you've already paid for. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they come from batch. I don't care if they come from SEO. Right. I don't care if they come from ads. Like we are in there to give you the insights and we're going to be able to help uh, understand. And you're going to come to us and we're going to say, we have all these things we can monitor for you in real time. What do you want? Um, that's what we're working on. It's it's pretty cool. We're we're really excited about it's it's very complex problem to solve, but um that that's why I do this. And you know, I go back to like efficiency and effectiveness. I, I understood that the biggest problem is like there's a lot of great tools now to manage, you know, your skip tracing, manage your list, but your actual leads, knowing when something went under contract, when that went pending, when it went sold. And we could also pipe in data that may, that you may not have. Like I have friends that do a lot of creative financing deals. So when a new lead comes in, they're going to want us to pipe in, um, you know, what is their current loan amount is mm. uh, and interest rate. We have that data so we could pipe that in. So there's some stuff that will pipe in and some stuff that will monitor uh, it's going to be a really cool product. And I have some really big players helping us develop this product. So when we bring it to the masses, it can make a huge impact in people's businesses. Very cool, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's exciting. When's the launch date? We're hoping the beginning of January. We're we're like literally in the scoping phase, but like this stuff and the complexity that goes into getting into someone's CRM and how to make sure that we monitor it and we have to make sure that our data is uplifted and as accurate as possible. And there's just a lot that goes into it and it's a big lift, but we're excited. So we're, we're hoping to bring it like literally the very beginning, like January one of, you know, next year, but 24. Cool. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, I'll, I'll probably be one of your first customers. So it sounds <laughs> something like that we can definitely use here for sure. All right. Well, hey, man, I wish this was a longer podcast because I got a lot more questions for you, but I do have to cut it off. Maybe we'll have you back in the future. Um, At this point, it's time to jump into the quick question round. Are you ready? Absolutely. Let's do it. Starts with books or any form of education. I need two recommendations, one for general life wisdom, one for real estate specific. 
Oh, real estate Pacific. I actually don't have one because I, Fair I just learned a ton through podcasts and, you know, being mentored, but, uh, atomic habits. I've read like 10 times, uh, by far, I'm literally reading it right now again. Uh, and go giver is by far one of my other favorite books that I've ever read. But if, if you read any book, cause atomic habits will help you be more disciplined on learning the real estate and doing the thing. So I've always tried to work on myself and be more disciplined. And then that will bleed into the learning and all the stuff that I'm trying to do in real estate. I never, I just learned a lot because I was so lucky to be around the Brent Daniels, the Pace Morbys, the Jamils. I, I didn't need to read a book. I had the smartest freaking people sitting in a room with me. Now, not everyone has that to be that fortunate, but I was, so I didn't have to read a lot of books. And then, as I said, the first people that I worked with, these guys were incredible real estate people where I just got to learn firsthand. So I haven't been big on uh actually any real estate books and i hope that hey man no you had mentors and we've always said on this podcast that that is the uh you know learning firsthand is the best form of education so i i'm gonna say that's a good response and atomic habits i've read that great book great recommendation um yeah i love it all right next question is for your younger self so let's go back to the jesse who had zero experience in real estate he was just graduating college as the server um, way back when, go to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Uh, read Atomic Habits. No, seriously, I. Uh, that's kind of the theme is the one thing I wish when I really started to grow uh, personally and professionally was when I really started reading every day. Um, I would tell myself to start reading about the stuff you're curious about and start applying the knowledge you're learning and actually take action. Uh, that's what I would tell my former self because I, I wish I would have done it a lot sooner because I would I could definitely tell you I'm a lot happier now with the person I am than the person I was then. Yeah, yeah. It all starts with discipline and atomic habits. I feel like is a good uh, it's a good foundation, at least educational foundation for for how to get discipline in your life. So love that. Um, next question is about your business. Uh, the first three positions we hire form the foundation of our business. So what were they for you? And would you do it differently if you did it again today? So let's talk about I'm gonna talk about my wholesale business. Uh, okay. And when we had that, our first three hires was uh, a leads manager, uh, acquisition rep. And I believe another acquisition rep, but we had my first business, there's three of us that owned it. So we kind of split up those duties. So I don't think there's a right or wrong way to hire. I think you need to understand if you have partners or don't have partners, what are you not good at? Or what do you not like doing? And go fill those positions to where you're doing the stuff that is making the most impact to drive revenue into your business. I don't think there's a right answer for that. I think it it's understanding yourself and, and hiring around you for your weaknesses. Yep. No, I think that's a good answer because uh, the things that, you know, they always say work or stick to your strengths. Um, I think that's good advice because the things that you're weak at, it's you sure you can get a little bit better out of them, but you're, it's much better um, time better spent if you hire or partner with that, that skill that you're weak at, because uh, you're going to be a lot better at the skills you're strong at. Well, you're also uh, filling your cup up and you're not pouring your energy and your hard work and your passion into tasks that you really don't enjoy. Like you started this business to work on stuff you want to work on. So really strategically hiring uh, 
also like a VA or assistant, just taking away those tasks that don't generate money, I think is a great first position uh, to hire to where it's just these little things that's not going to make you money that you could hire someone for cheap to do those tedious, repetitive tasks is a great hire. But like find your weaknesses or find out what you don't like doing. And that's most of the time, that's what people don't like to do is those repetitive tasks that someone else could do. Because like you should be focused, especially when getting started, getting money in the door is the most important thing by far. Absolutely. All right. Next question is about the US. It's a big place, a lot of opportunity out there. This is going to be a good question for you because you have all the data. So what is the uh, the metro you are most excited about investing in today? Honestly, um, I know a, a lot of markets. And as I said, I'm more passively investing. But Phoenix has done nothing but grow and thrive. And people are still coming here. The market hasn't really taken much of a dip. I said six years ago, Phoenix is the new LA or the Phoenix metro. People want to be here. People continue to want to be here. And I just see it growing. But there is also, um, I know Texas has been an absolute hot spot. Vegas is still hot. A lot of these big metros, especially um, with what I'm seeing in like some of the conservative states, a lot of people are going to those for not just being conservative, but the tax savings in the Nevadas, in the Floridas, and in the Texases. A lot of people are wanting to move to those states. And we're seeing a lot of growth from the data that we have. And just like the uh, customers we have, uh, uh, there's a lot of people that are customers you know, in those states for us because they're markets that um, are still strong. Uh, Vegas, especially. I talked to Casey Ryan and Ryan Pineda, and they're still loving Las Vegas. And they said it hasn't slowed down a bit since that little gap you know, in the middle. Basically, what was it from June last year till the beginning of this year? And then they're like, dude, it's on fire again. So that's that's kind of what I've seen and heard. Nice, yeah. Not Texas, I absolutely love Texas. Dallas is the is the metro that I'm trying to buy the most in. So, um, rings true to me as well. I'm going to move us on to the next question, and this is about mentors. You've already mentioned uh, mentioned this earlier, but we're going to ask it anyways. None of us are islands; we all stand on the shoulders of giants. So, who is one mentor who has contributed significantly to your career today? Oof. It's, it, they're like peers and mentors to me. That's the weird thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Uh, I have to say, we kind of came up and really did this together, but I, I'm going to group them together. It was Pace, Jamil, Brent, and Steve, Brent Daniels and Steve Trang. They all mentored the the crap out of me. And I went to them each for different reasons. And they each pushed me to be better in different ways. But like as a collective, that group completely changed my life. Um, and I'm so thankful to all of them, to be honest with you. Right on. No, I love to hear it. All right. Second to last question. And uh, you've already mentioned this, you know, stick to your strengths, um, which means we are all gifted with strengths that we uniquely provide this world. So what is your Superman strength? Um, that's a great question. I would say. I would say seeing the potential and people that they don't see. I I love seeing someone that's brilliant, that doesn't have confidence and really pouring into them and giving them that belief. And a lot of people do look up to me now. So when they see that I believe in them, sometimes it's just, especially with some of the team members that we have that we bring on. And I'm like, man, you just don't see that talent you have and really pulling that out of them 
and letting them know there's so much more to yourself and to what you could do. Um, and it fills my cup up so much to see someone grow and thrive and be able to become the person that they've always wished. But for whatever reason, it could be parents, it could be people telling you that you shouldn't be great or you're not going to be great and telling them otherwise and then seeing and fulfilling their potential is something I think that uh, I'm really good at and I love to do as well. Nice, man. No, that is uh, that is very, very good. I'm just reflecting back on the days when I was in corporate and I had a specific boss who saw that in me and she really pushed me. Um, having that in your life is very, um, it's a it's a very uplifting experience. So it's good that you have that eye and that you uh, you choose to act on it. And that leads us to the last question. This is for the listeners. You've given us a lot of good advice. I'm sure people want to reach out, learn about Batch, learn about that new tool you guys are um, creating. So what is the best way for people to reach out and get in contact with you? Yeah, for me, it's just Instagram is probably the only social media I use. I don't use it a ton, but I check it daily. Uh, and it's just my first and last name. Jesse Burrell is my handle. Uh, if I be there, you feel free to DM me and I'm happy to help with uh, any of the knowledge I, I can. As I said, I've I've given tons of advice to people that have just DM me. Like I, I love people that want to grow and want to do better. And if there's some small thing I could do to help them on their journey, I'm happy to do it. Right on. So that is um, Instagram at Jesse Burrell, J-E-S-S-E-B-U-R-R-E-L-L. Um, I will put that in the show notes. So if y'all want to reach out, just click a little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description and in there you can find Jesse's URL. All right, man, that wraps it up. Thank you very much for hopping on the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe, at the real estate investing club.com. And if you guys want to support the show, all we ask is to give us a like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right. Before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.